Welcome to the Giants Talk Podcast. Here's Alex Pavlovich and Cole Kuyper. I know those guys. What's up, Giants fans? Welcome to another episode of Giants Talk. I'm Cole Kuyper here with Alex Pavlovich, noted Giants insider. And we've got a bit of Giants content to cover, especially since Alex was in Las Vegas at the GM meetings. We're also going to give you updates on Evan Longoria and Jock Peterson and... Big, big, no, not big, zero changes really on Judge Watch, um, although the discourse is starting to get weird. Um, Giants Talk is presented by Wendy's. Wendy's pretzel bacon cheeseburger is back. Dive into a bite packed with warm, savory beer cheese, applewood smoked bacon, crispy fried onions, and hot and juicy beef, all perfectly paired with a Dr. Pepper. Available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. All right, Alex, Judge Watch, can we just blow right past that? Because I've got nothing for you on that front. Yeah, we joked for weeks about uh, about this being Judge Talk. I will say, I mean, we haven't we haven't had a podcast um, since before I went to Las Vegas for the GM meetings. And there is like this, it was interesting being there because obviously I, you know, I, I get questions not just from, not just do I ask questions, but I, I get asked a lot of questions in a, in a situation like that. And um, from other beat writers, from national reporters, from, uh, you know, from people with other teams, it's just kind of a conversational few days. And it really is like all anybody wants to talk about with the Giants is Aaron Judge, except for the Giants, which is funny. Like you, you get to Farhan's actual media availability. And um, one of the first things he says is like, none of that is coming from us. And, you know, that's a good reminder. Um, we're going to do a lot of Aaron Judge speculation here, and there's a lot of it nationally and uh, in different local markets. But when it comes to the Giants, they're pretty good about keeping things buttoned up and keeping things in-house now. And these decisions are made by a, a very small circle of people, and those people don't generally talk, even to me, for the most part. Um, so, yeah, most of what you're hearing is not coming from them. It's just us knowing and I've talked to a lot of people who know that they are interested in us kind of connecting the dots, but it is funny to read some of these, uh, you know, like that quote he had about the Farhan had last week about, uh, we can kind of do anything financially and to read mm -hmm. all these national writers go, Oh, Aaron judge giants. And it was like part of a much longer answer where he said, yeah, we can do anything financially. We also, you know, it's not necessarily going to be one player. Um, we have some other holes to fill, things like that. But it's he just says we have money to spend, and everybody goes Giants, Judge. So that was that was the latest on on Judge. I still think like fully everybody expects it to be the Giants and Yankees, but it, it is interesting to kind of go, you know, maybe pull the reins back a little bit on some of this stuff because it's it's mostly speculation at this point. I'd like to just if you type Aaron Judge into Google, this is a smattering of the headlines that pop up. Derek Jeter says, I want Aaron Judge back in pinstripes. Uh, insane column from SF Media should take Giants out of Aaron Judge race. Ooh, what was Coach that? Who, who caught Aaron Judge's 61st home run has finally got last laugh at wife's diverse troll lawyer. Who wrote so, the column that took him out? <laughs> I think that was one about Aaron Judge's wife running the New York Marathon. Yeah. I don't remember what publication it was in. So that was... I, I don't remember who did that, but I, I did read that in a story the other day about Aaron Judge's wife running the New York Marathon and how that might play into to all into this. Free like, signings. Okay, we've gotten we've gotten too far away from what's actually going to happen. Yes, 
Agreed. Agreed. So I'm excited for the first actual taste of Aaron Judge news because this just sounds like starving media members grasping at scraps. Yeah, it was funny when Farhan came out, he gets out of this elevator and he's, you know, the American League GMs go one day and, and the National League guys go the next day and he is just surrounded. And there were only two local reporters there. It was me and John Shea of the Chronicle. The rest was national reporters and uh, and New York reporters. And it was like 15 different ways to ask him about Aaron Judge. Now, having said all that, I've written like six Aaron Judge stories <laughs> in the last two weeks because we're obviously going to follow this very closely. But it really is genuinely not getting leaked from their camp. So yeah. this is everybody else connecting dots. All right. Leak proof camp on the giant side and on judges side. Uh, we will be here with updates and emergency podcasts whenever that is needed. Let's talk Evan Longoria. You and I talked on this podcast about how it seemed like pretty likely, at least in our opinions that Evan Longoria would be a giant next year and that they'd find a way to meet in the middle between his option his team option and and yeah. maybe bump that number up a little bit giants officially declined the option and it it wasn't the decline and re-sign that maybe you and i expected yeah it was you know it was a 13 million dollar option a five million dollar buyout they took the buyout i think we all expected there was some wiggle room there and mm-hmm. this is one where it's not speculation this is evan told reporters during the last week of the season i want to be back and I know I'm not going to make even, you know, eight, 10 million in free agency. Like I, I, there's a number there. And then Farhan said three or four days later, there's a spot for Evan Longoria on the 2023 Giants. And I think we've seen, and if people haven't seen his Instagram posts, like that was not a, you know, hope I can get back to you guys in January. That was a, I've been pretty well informed that there probably is not a spot for me on next year's mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, which is really interesting. I do think there was a, a change, and the day before they announced it, Farhan spoke to the media, and um, you know, as fifteen New York reporters gathered, I think I just went from twelve to fifteen, but as as a huge crowd gathered, I heard it was thirty. Yeah, I asked him about Aaron Judge, or to ask him about Aaron Judge. Um, they kind of let the local beat guys go first, mm-hmm. and I disappointed everybody by asking about Evan Longoria. <laughs> it, um, it was clear right away from Farhan's tone that like, you know, that something had changed. They had they had kind of changed their thinking on this. And I, I think, you know, part of it certainly comes down to money. And did he feel did they feel like we're already giving you five? You know, is is six fair? Is six and a half fair? I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody about specific numbers, but part of this comes down to like agreeing on a number and a big part of it I really think is that over the last month as they looked around I I think they really started looking at what they have and Mm -hmm. going you know we have a lot of right-handed hitting third baseman Wilmer Flores can do it JD Davis can do it David VR can do it um Casey Schmidt is on the way he can do it as well you know potentially you're looking at a Carlos Correa or a Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts or you know, Dansby Swanson, like these guys who might have to play some third base. I think the one thing we heard from Farhan on Wednesday, he mentioned a couple times, just it has to be the right fit. And I do think they looked around and went, we don't know that this is the right fit, which is interesting in a lot of ways, because one, it means Longoria is probably gone. Two, it opens the door for for other possibilities. You and I have talked about how we did not see Longoria and Brandon Belt on the same roster, but if some of those guys I just mentioned are no longer playing as much first base because Longoria is at third, they're not playing third base. 
you know, that does open up some first base. So there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, long story short, sure seems like he is gone after uh, five years in San Francisco. And, um, you know, he has said Arizona and Tampa Bay are his two top destinations. I think the Diamondbacks make all the sense in the world. I know there's some interest there, so we might be seeing a lot of him. You know what? It's it five years with the orange and black almost yeah. seems surreal. I guess those were COVID years where not a lot of people were going to games. Um, but missed a lot of know, time. Missed a lot of time. But I don't know that I've ever seen an Evan Longoria jersey at Oracle Park, <laughs> other than the one he was wearing on the field. Um, yeah, so that that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside the uh, the family section, I don't think I've seen. Um, but you know, I love Long Evan Longoria. Uh, it's just going to be kind of a forgotten footnote in his career, his time with San Francisco towards the end there. Yeah, it's a really interesting five-year run because, it, you know, the first year was he's coming off being the superstar in, in Tampa Bay and the Giants go mm-hmm. all in with him and McCutcheon and decide we're not rebuilding or we're going to push our chips back in and it's just a complete disaster, right? And, like, he was bad too at the yeah. start. And I also think, you know, to your point, I, I think it took him some time to kind of – get comfortable here and start to you know we gave him the media good guy award this year because he was so good with reporters and and so good um you know it was kind of that end of career type thing where a guy goes yeah well, i'll talk 30 minutes with you on on <laughs> you know a triple a third baseman or whatever um and i don't think that i mean i know just having been in that clubhouse it wasn't there two, three years ago. So I think it took him a while to get comfortable. And and I think by that point, a lot of Giants fans were like, well, this guy's not who he was in Tampa. And, you know, he gets hurt a lot. Um, look, he's 36 years old. Like, you're going to get hurt. But I think in general, the last three years, he played really good baseball. I, I can tell you, having been in that clubhouse, I mean, he's one of the leaders of that group and has, has done a lot for young guys like VR. But um, yeah, just for whatever reason, never maybe because the team didn't win as much when he was here. I don't know, and, and he wasn't part of it. Yeah, it's very likely that. I mean, if the Giants yeah. make the World Series or the you know even the playoffs several years out of that five year run, we're having a whole different discussion right now. We have some yeah. different uh, spectacular firework memories of Evan Longoria, but uh, never quite. You know, it is what it is. You know. Never quite got his hooks into the fan base, I think. Never did. And, you know, it's not just him. There's been a lot of players who have been around for a little bit now and haven't quite got there. But I I hate that this is exactly where my mind went. You brought this up a little bit already. Does this move or this declining of making a move reignite the belt wars for us? Potentially. Um, you know, they're keeping that door open. And I will say I've. I did a lot of reporting on this late in the year and I was, I was, and I still am. I mean, I was pretty solid in saying at the time and writing at the time that he's probably gone, but you know, these, it's interesting how things change because I think belt is in a situation where he's not going to sign for, you know, another month at least because he's still rehabbing. So he, he has to one prove that he's healthy and two, he has to decide if he wants to keep playing. And so I, I think he's probably looking at closer to spring training Okay. And it does allow him to, not just with the Giants, but other teams, kind of, you know, guys look around and go, hey, we've signed a lot of right-handed bats this offseason, or we never filled our hole at first base, or, you know, a team like the Padres, for instance, they don't have a first baseman right now. Um, you know, I, I think teams look around late in the process and go, 
we still have this hole. This guy's a pretty good first baseman when he's healthy. Let's bring him in, see how the knee is. Um, could be the case for the Giants as well. But I, it, it's funny how that has flipped because I would have given you, you know, probably 70-30 of Longoria being back and 30-70 of, of Belt being back or even lower um, a month ago. But now we know what's going on with Longoria and you can kind of look at the roster and go, well, if, if they don't sign somebody else to play third base, then they still have a need at the corner somewhere. Yeah, so. yeah I'm, we, we've talked quite a bit about how the Giants need to focus on getting younger and getting more athletic. Um, and I guess this kind of segues our way to the next topic, which is Jock Peterson. <laughs> they put a big offer on the table for Jock Peterson, um, just under $20 million to come back to San Francisco. What was your surprise level out of 10 at this news? Probably like an eight or a nine. <laughs> because I directly Farhan told me the day before Rodon was going to get it and I said so nobody else is going to get it right and he goes well we're not there yet but I'm in my head thinking about the roster and I'm like no there's yes. there's nothing else to be done here yes. like, yeah belt's already gotten it um you know there's yeah but then you then the jock news comes down and it look to be let's just like lay it out here he last year signed for one year six million dollars and it was partially to come home, but partially it was there was not a huge market for Jock Peterson. I think that he the market that he wanted the year before he signed the one year deal. I think it was ten or eleven, maybe. Um, so this is one year, nineteen point six five million. And if he turns it down, the Giants get draft picks. But they are not taking the risk here that you know we potentially get draft picks. They are, you know, from what I've heard, this was meant to make it very enticing for Jock Peterson to come back on a one year deal. And I would be very surprised if he turns it down. Now, you know, Jock kind of marches to his own drum at times, and there's probably a two-year deal out here for him, out there for him that's that's more overall money. But we're talking about more than three times his 2021 salary for a veteran. Um, you know, for a guy who's very limited defensively, one of the worst defensive left fielders in baseball. I think we saw last year that. Uh, there's maybe some conditioning issues there that he needs to take care of. Um, but look, he's still really good at the plate. He is still really good against right-handed pitching. Good clubhouse guy. He's still a local guy, still somebody you want in October. Um, and I do think the Giants feel a little bit like if we can get him in better shape next year, you know, we can we can see an even better Jock Peterson than the one we saw in 2021. But, but uh, that's a lot of money for for yeah. a one-year deal you know that three times plus multiplier just blows me away he's not going to get that from anywhere else so it does come back to the how desperate is he to <clears throat> to go to the playoffs discussion you know is if if the giants don't necessarily shape up free agent wise like a uh playoff team is that still uh, tantalizing is that 20 million dollars still is he has until him? tomorrow to make the decision so <laughs> <laughs> You can't wait around on this. I do think, you know, Jock's as plugged in as anybody in, in baseball. And I think he probably has a pretty good idea of who they're talking to and mm -hmm. who has interest in coming here. Um, He's read all the judge articles about uh, the coach has, who caught Aaron Judge 61st home run finally has last laugh and watched the first played for him. Yeah. <laughs> even though he's never played with him, I, I would not be shocked if he has FaceTimed Aaron Judge over the last. That's just like who Jock is. Like he. Yeah. He knows everybody um, and he knows everything. So, um, but you know, it does, there is an element of like, 
if you are chasing these free agents and you want, and not just judge a Correa, a Turner, you want someone to, to come over here, you, you know, I think it's a little hard to sell a guy on come hit third for the giants. And, uh, you know, we think David VR is going to be pretty good and he's going to be hitting behind you. Like it's things like that. Or we, you know, Wilmer Flores, as much as you and I both think Wilmer's gr- a great fit for this team. Like when you're saying, do you want to hit in front of Wilmer Flores or do you want to hit in front of like Freddie Freeman? Like it's just a different, yeah. but here I think there's an element of like, Hey, come hit second or third for us. And Jock Peterson will be hitting behind you if he, so it, it does go hand in hand with their free agent pursuits. And certainly look, the right. giants next year are much better if Jock Peterson is on that team. I just personally don't feel like it should be in left field. Like I think you, you have him DH and beautiful. That was not the only qualifying offer. Obviously, Carlos Rodon got one. Our two all-stars right there in the same sentence, um, both getting the QOs. Do you think there's, like, what is the Carlos Rodon sweepstakes or situation looking like as you have your media feelers out there in the world? A lot of people from a lot of different situations um, asking about him. It seems like Texas is the one that, is really intent on getting starting pitching for Bruce Bochy and, you know, other teams in the American league were asking about him as well. I mean, he's a Scott Boris client. I was five feet away from Scott Boris as he held it, you know, tour de force of a. Did he have a good snappy uh, pun or anything on Carlos's name? Like he did for some of the other guys. He did a, I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's Rodan, I think is the sculptor. He, he did a, he did a, the thinker, um the thinking the classics team. yeah the thinking team got carlos Rodon, and then with with brandon nimmo he did a pixar finding it was great i i read that in text before i heard the soundbite the soundbite was great he said something like whoever picks our guy yeah, he oh was, mm, chef's kiss all over the place if people haven't seen i um in my giants notes on friday i just embedded some of the video from you know yeah Scott Boris does his job and you sit there and stand next to him and go, oh yeah, Carlos Rodon's going to get 140, $150 million. So Giants will have to replace that. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's talk arbitration. Farhan confirmed. We're going to see more of Mott Wade Jr. Correct? Yeah. I asked him about Wade and I said, is it, you know, what kind of call is it? And he's like, pretty easy call. So as it currently stands, he is their top left-handed hitting first baseman. And, uh, it's about 1.3, 1.4 million, I think, in arbitration. So I do think as much as we went through that whole class and speculated that there's a few guys who might make sense as being non-tendered, I think they might tender the whole group and just say, let's really these guys on the roster. And uh, Wade was an interesting one. And then I think Harleen Garcia we saw as kind of an interesting one. But for them, I think they look at it and go, our bullpen needs as many pieces as possible, and we'll see who's good next year. Are we even talking like Zach Littell in arbitration here? Well, Zach Littell's already been outrighted. Um, okay. You know, Jarrell Cotton is is off the roster already, but yeah, okay. Littell is Littell is gone. But the rest of these guys, I think the guys who we thought were maybe interesting calls, and Wade. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot. The Wade, yes, Gonzalez thing, like feels kind of untenable moving forward. But it, yeah, they Too probably many cooks. Look, yeah, and they. Uh, you know, they probably rightfully look at it as let, let's keep all these guys under team control. And, you know, if in January or February we have to trade one of them, then you do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's a lot of 
in January, in February, closer to spring training. I'm ready for the stove to get hot, Alex. Yeah. I mean, do you like Rafael Montero? No. (laughs) No? No. That was it. That's it. It is this Um, weird role between GM meetings and winter meetings where, you know, we will have some random signings every like three days, but uh, it's it's going to be quiet most days and, you know, up until Thanksgiving, I think. I'm just going to mute my baseball social medias until Thanksgiving per that statement. Um, and then I guess the other discussion topic from the GM meetings would be sh- uh, the shortstop situation. Giants have one more year with Brandon Crawford. And then we've, you know, they've indicated interest in putting a top tier free agent shortstop at third base or somewhere just until Crawford uh, opens up that residency at Oracle park for, for the next guy. Yeah. There's so, you know, Farhan was asked directly is Brandon Crawford, your opening day shortstop next year. And he said, yeah. And he goes kind of right now, like he, it, it was a yes, but it was, a, I think there's a little, mm. there's a little wiggle room. Um, but I mean, what are you going to say in November? Like, no, Brandon Crawford's not our opening day shortstop. I, that's a whole, that's a firestorm right there. So I, I think, they would love for Brandon Crawford to be the opening day shortstop and for another really good shortstop to be on the roster. And my, you know, general inclination just from talking to people and doing some reporting over the last week is I think Carlos Correa is at the top of their list. Obviously, that's maybe the stickiest one because he won a gold glove the same year Crawford did. So mm-hmm. it's not a like Trey Turner has played second base ready situation. Um I think there's going to be some Correa stuff that starts to bubble up over the next month and and we'll be, you know, digging into him a little bit. But very early in the process here, but I, I will just say they're they're chasing after these shortstops and you know, they're thinking is can one of them play second base? Can one of them play third base? Can one of them play with Crawford for a year? And then we'll have that guy at short and we'll, you know, we'll likely move on because this is the last year of Crawford's contract. And then I guess that would fingers crossed take you right into the Marco Luciano era. You know, I think if you get that shortstop, it doesn't. So no? I, I think, all right, but I, I have, I have never believed he will say a shortstop anyway. So um, whether he ends up in the left field or it, it uh, I think Casey Schmidt will be at third base or maybe Marco ends up at second base, but um, you know, you talk to scouts who see him in the minors and they don't, they don't view him as a big league shortstop, even though the giants mm-hmm. have kept him there. So that that for me is part of this. I mean, if you can get that guy long term, then maybe Luci- you know Luciano plays somewhere else, and you're you're better at two spots. Celebrate nine great years at Grayton Resort and Casino. Play to enter Anniversary Clinko Saturdays in November, up to one million dollars in prizes, plus more ways to win than anywhere else. Tuesdays turn points into slot play. Multiplier Wednesdays get up to seven times the points. Thursdays win up to $15,000 in the ninth anniversary slot tournaments. Learn more at GreatonResortCasino.com. Complete rules available at the Rewards Center. Honda is your gateway to spring adventure. Thousands of new Civics, Accords, SUVs, and more are arriving daily. So come in and buy or reserve yours today. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. Well, I got a few things around the league I want to check in with. But first, 
GM meetings, Vegas. How was it just overall? How was your uh, your your little trip to Vegas? I'm not going to complain about Vegas. It is like oh, you always forget that smoking's allowed there. So oh yeah, gross. That's a that's always jarring when you're in those casinos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. Vegas, you know, whoever at MLB decided Vegas and San Diego would be the GM meetings and the the winter meetings this year, like good job by that person. So, what was, was the good. best thing you ate in Las Vegas? Best thing I ate. There was a really good taco shop across from the Conrad Resorts World. I forgot what it's called, but it was really good. It was one of those where you go in and there's like four things on the menu and the menu is up on the wall. And like, oh, yeah, oh, this is good. This anytime you see a menu that's just like you have no options but these four things <laughs> in a Mexican yes. place, you're like, this is going to be good. This and then shockingly, yeah, there was like a grilled cheese stand in the casino lobby mm-hmm. that was incredible. And I was like, you know what? Good for you guys. Because if if I were one, I had it while I was working. But if I were coming out of the nightclub down the hall at four <laughs> in the morning and you see somebody serving grilled cheese. Yes. You would be all over it and pay whatever it takes. So, yeah, pretty good food. It's better. The winter meetings, you're like eating at the hotel lobby. You're like, what? Yeah. What, uh, what kind bar and banana can I grab while I have three minutes here? But GM meetings were a little, a little more relaxed. You could have actual meals. All right. All right. Fantastic. Well, glad you had fun. Uh, before we go any further, though, I do want to give a shout out to our other food sponsor. Speaking of fantastic meals, Togo's is introducing the new pastrami cheesesteak to their tasty cheesesteak lineup featuring a quarter pound of hot pastrami, sauteed mushrooms, roasted red peppers, all smothered with melted American cheese available only at Togo's. All right. Taking a peek at what's going on in the rest of baseball. The first thing is Clayton Kershaw is once again a Los Angeles Dodger. I think we saw this coming, likely his final year uh, as part of Major League Baseball. But this was one that with the new uh, Twitter shenanigans got wild for a bit. I saw multiple fake uh, national sports writer accounts with the blue check mark tweeting different teams Clayton Kershaw was going to go to. And I bid on them for a split second, almost all of them. And then when I saw he did sign with the Dodgers, I assumed it was fake because I'd been conditioned by all of those. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to, somebody's going to make a really good fake Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passan over the next Alex Pavlovich. Hopefully not me. Uh, That would be a huge waste of time if somebody's putting their time and $8 into that right now. $8. You know, you think about what it would cost to like buy some fake followers and spend the $8 and have a fake Jeff Passan and, and, um fool everybody on one day like you have a month to set that up so uh i'm all i i don't blame people who who see the tweet come across and get a little surprised i'm all shocked when somebody like quote tweets one of them i'm like when you get to the point where you're writing out a tweet you should probably you have you should have thought about it at that you had, point you had some more time to go and go and uh, look into this but yeah kershaw to the dodgers like very predictable we all knew it you know we as with every offseason, we we lose our chance to just have some fun and think about Kershaw being a giant. They always, you know, make it pretty clear right away that he's just going back to the Dodgers. So, yeah, yes, that could have been we could have had one fun rumor. Right. No. All right. All right. And then more surprising than what's going on in L.A. on the Kershaw front is that the Astros are kind of cleaning house um, in their their front office after bringing home a world series trophy. So 
our 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 new best friend Pete just got out while the getting was good. Yeah, I you know, on the one hand, you go like maybe they clean house of everybody above you and you're just running the place, but it seems like they're legitimately cleaning house of everybody. So yeah. it's probably not. So uh Pete Patella, you know, very good timing to take a take the Giants GM job right before they they let go of their own GM who won a only won a World Series, you know, and took him to a World Series in another year. So very strange what's going on there in Houston. Good for Dusty Baker that he's he's getting another year. Um, but yeah, I think Pete probably feels pretty good about the fact that he he moved to San Francisco right before that happens. He'll get his ring and he'll uh That's right. he'll not have to deal with whatever happens there this offseason. Yeah. So shout out Pete, you made the right move. San Francisco and I don't Dusty is still kind of a question mark too and he did Houston, get his, right he got one more year okay so okay but only yeah. only I think only one more year so it's what are you guys doing down there secretly you know this is one of those where it's like we get this reminder every once in a while a ton of people get fired a ton of people get let go and you know Jeff Lunau got in trouble and coaches got in trouble and then you kind of go like you know who never got in trouble the owner who's just doing weird stuff all the time. Yep. And just, you know, every once in a while, they find these guys who are worth $10 billion. They find them a couple million or find them a draft pick or two. Yeah. And yeah. No, that guy's just still around just doing weird stuff. It's, uh, it's good to be well, an owner. Well, it's good to be an owner. Um, we put out an ask for mailbag questions last episode. I got one. Uh, so send us more questions if you'd like. Um, we can't really do a big, long featurette with one question, but we will answer John Tomlinson's mailbag question from Twitter, uh, which was, what is your stand on MLB Abroad series? I know the Giants have a Mexico series versus the Padres and Cubs v. Cardinals in the UK in 23. I'd love the Giants to come over to the UK, but I can't imagine it'd be popular with the players or the home fans. I love international uh, baseball series. I'm a big fan. I think it's a it's a fun way for the game to get grown, um, especially somewhere like the UK where there isn't as much of a, uh, a baseball landscape. The thing I think is weird about the matchups they keep doing is that they keep making it these big rivalry games. They send overseas Cubs Cardinals. They did Red Sox Yankees in 2019. I can't uh, picture the giants eating a giants Dodgers series to take that to a different venue. Yeah, first of all, if you do send us questions, and please do um, tag Cole on them because every time the Giants make a roster move, I have <laughs> hundreds of people just arguing about the roster move back and forth. So I don't check Your my mentions are, uh, are a dumpster Ooh. fire. Yeah, a lot of a lot of differing thoughts on Evan Longoria and Jock Peterson last week. Um, but I yeah, will try I, to keep up with the mentions as well. I deleted Twitter from my phone, so okay. I'm like I'm more logged off than well, usual I'll read your mentions oh yeah thank you please you want my passwords question um i am a big fan of international series because i am i assume i mean my boss is listening right now but i assume i'm going to mexico city next year so i'm very excited about that it is interesting you mentioned like giving away home series when the giants were supposed to originally go it was the marlins who were giving up a home series against the giants and it was like who cares oh, like yeah yeah exactly up. Yeah, give up a Marlins series. So there is an element of that. And I think the NFL, like you're not seeing Bears Packers in Germany. It was, uh, who was it? Seahawks Buccaneers on Sunday morning in Germany. So 
Yeah, like, yeah, do you really think the the fans abroad care that it's Red Sox Yankees? Are they like, oh, the historic Probably rivalry? Not. No, just throw two teams out there who don't care about each other. I will other. say, having talked to people who are involved with the Giants, going like, they want to be involved with that because they're trying to they're trying to build new fan bases in Me- they're trying to win over Mexico a little bit and win over Japan if they get to go there. Um, so teams love to do it and they don't care if they, you know, if you can make your money back, which they do, um, they don't care as much about, about losing home series. So I, yeah, Giants Dodgers, probably not happening, but I think the Giants would love to be involved. They were very happy to be involved with Mexico. I hope they go other places selfishly, but also just cause it's fun. I will say players don't always love to do it. It is, it is a lot of travel and it is a lot yeah, of lag. Yeah, and there's, you know, when you go to these places, it's not just go have lunch at a, you know, Cheesecake Factory and go to the ballpark. It's go and do clinics, potentially. Go and talk, oh. go and do TV, go and do, you know, help. It is growing the game. So, um, for what I have heard in the past, there have been teams, and I think this includes the Giants and groups of rosters that have voted down going places and i've said we you know more veteran teams sometimes go yeah no we don't want to do that so it's why you've seen a lot of like the a's have done it a couple times but um i, I mean, don't think the a's did it. it and they got to be part of like baseball history because they did it in uh we're there for the ichiro thing right yeah so it's i think you know they played the mariners over there um yeah i hope they keep doing it it is actually part of the new cba like there's this international series so there will be international games every year and the Giants would like to be involved, but yeah, part of it comes down to the clubhouse too and voting. And if these guys go, nope, we don't want to give up. You know, we it, it is a lot. It, it's the Marlins one was originally going to be like Thursday, Friday in Miami, fly to Mexico City, play two games, and then come back and play at Oracle Park. So, just from a travel perspective, it's a lot, but it's good for the game, and and those games always draw a huge crowd. And I'm looking forward to seeing guys hit the ball 600 feet in Mexico City air aptitude baby yeah um i'm gonna put a, a follow-up question in john tomlinson of twitter's mouth uh where would you like to see the giants go there of uh, mexico we'll say that's off the board they're already doing it 2024 where does alex pavlovich want to travel with the team i would love to see them go to japan and i think it's such a natural like um you know they're chasing kodai senga right now like he mm-hmm. it's it's they have gone after Otani. They have um, they've been after some of these other guys, uh, who, Kikuchi, a couple of years ago. So like, I think they should try pretty hard to have more of a base there because it's you know you're you don't want to be seeding like there's a there's a team in the Japanese league called the Giants. Like That's you, right, yeah, so you, Tokyo Giants. Yeah, um, you don't want to be like. I personally think like they should go over there and play a series and and you know one maybe build some more fan base over there. Um, and two, maybe it's good just recruiting. Maybe it's a good opportunity for for the next guy who's here. Maybe you, a guy sees you or you get to just have more of a profile there. Um, and selfishly, I'd love to go. I mean, I've been before, but like I'd love to go for work. But yeah, that feels like a very natural fit just given our market here in the Bay Area and um, to go play a game somewhere in, in, uh, in Asia. But they they right. haven't been part of that, you know. They kind of ceded that to the A's and the Mariners when it happened. You know, one that comes to mind for me that I think would be really fun uh, uh, trip is they played 
at in one cricket heavy, not the Giants, but Major League Baseball has played in one cricket heavy country already in Australia. Um, I'd love to see see a team go to like like India, you know, send the Giants to India and start to court those cricket players. Let's do it. Let's do it. Whatever happened to those two like cricket players who threw really hard, really hard? Who didn't they make a movie out of them? I think the John Hamm movie. One of them's like a uh, a WWF wrestler now. Okay, so not baseball did not work out. Baseball did not pan out. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I hope so. I hope we get to go. I hope we get to go. And I hope we get more. I am too. I am going. So if you're. I, well, I don't think I'm going professionally. I'm going as a Alex fan. And Cole eats. Yeah, we can do a little Alex and Cole right. eats. I'm in on that. Um, I, I've been to Mexico City many times. I already have got a list of places I plan to hit up. So you're welcome to join me on that voyage. I will be there. All right. Um, hit us with more questions. Tag me on social media. Send them to my food Instagram. Um, I even sometimes people DM me on Reddit. That's a, Don't do that. Just send me on, tweet me on Twitter and if you have questions. Only the um, conspiracy theory. Yeah, right. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening to Giants Talk. Um, we're going to have a really fun, exciting off season. And I think as we get closer and closer through the off season, closer to closer to opening day, this is really going to exponentially ramp up. And this is going to be an exciting off season and an exciting team to watch next year. And the next time you hear us, Jock Peterson may be a giant again. So we'll see. Big news week. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.